0: Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers, we find our clients in different ways, and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their
1: own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution Podcast is brought to you
0: by Freelancers Aligned, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Our members get live access to our podcast recording each month and exclusive
1: access to submit questions to the Q&A portion at the end. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Um. So here we are in January. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's January. but uh-huh. It's like um, also like almost, oh, it's not quite the end, but it's like past half yeah. of January. So it's getting there. How are you? Good. It's a
0: fresh start to a new year. That's always kind of exciting. I'm not one for like New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I just don't believe in them. Um, But it's always just kind of a new year, fresh start type thing. Yep. Um, Coasting.
1: Yep. Same. Same. Um, So today we're talking about the how of self-care. Um, so last, um, last time we talked, we talked about the why of self-care, um, and why it's important and why it makes you a better freelancer and why it's just like important for your life. Um, and today we're going to talk about the how. So I wonder, um, I think each of us could just talk through kind of what the strategies we found that work for us for self-care as a freelancer and a business owner. Um, yep. And then um, after we do that, we can, I think also like challenges would be great to put out there. Okay. Yep. And then as always, we'll switch to our um, member Q&A afterwards and answer some direct questions from um, the community on self-care. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. Um, so self-care has always been the first thing to go when I am in a season of chaos and the season of, you know, I don't live my life as trying to achieve balance. I live my life as trying to achieve harmony every day. So some days my business takes 90%, my family takes 10%. And sometimes my family takes a hundred percent and my business gets nothing. So it's just that at realizing as I lay my head on my pillow every night, was I present where I needed to be present in that moment? Like that, that's my true focus. And so when I kind of adopted that lifestyle a few years ago, it took the mom guilt. It took the entrepreneur guilt, that pressure off of me. Cause before then I felt like I was just a pressure cooker of, always ready to explode and just constantly chasing and never feeling like I was accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a huge shift for me. And I do think that that is tied into self-care because I, I identified what I personally needed. So what happens though is I can't be the best mom that I need to be if I'm running on fumes personally, I can't be the best entrepreneur and freelancer if I'm running on fumes personally and distracted with so many other things. So for me, it's putting those things in place. I make sure that I go get my hair done on a regular basis, so I'm really unplugged. For I do a facial once a month, a massage once a month, and I schedule them on different days. And some people are like, "Why wouldn't you schedule everything all at once so you're away one time?" But I'm like. No, these are intentional because I have the best of intentions to, you know, go to lunch with a friend or go run to a few boutiques that I like, you know, or things like that. But my computer or my phone will always come with me. You can't be on your phone in the middle of a facial like that just doesn't work. You know, you can't be on your phone when you're in the middle of getting a massage. So those were carved out things that I enjoyed, but also putting barriers, knowing that I can't be on my phone. Yep. So that's been a huge shift for me in the last few months. And it's just being more intentional and paying attention to the screen time. I think I'm not going to get into like, you know, how COVID affects everything. And like, that's not what this episode is about. But what I will say is I've noticed the screen time go up drastically with my kids and on my own phone. And so identifying why is that? And it's just because of boredom, like there's nothing else. It's their, it's their gateway to connect with other people. And so we're just being really conscious of what that looks like and putting those boundaries in place. Because before COVID was a thing, like my kids were limited to an hour, maybe two hours of phone time a day, and then they parked it, you know, like, and so that just kind of got thrown to the wayside as we were, as we were, you know quarantined as we were, you know, home all the time. So bringing things back to those, like being intentional about how you're going to take care of yourself, I think is really important.
1: Yep. A couple of things I want to, well, a couple of questions I have for you. And then a couple of things I want to try and just like pull apart and like highlight a little bit. So in the very beginning, you were talking about balance versus harmony and you were talking about your work versus your family and in the very beginning I found it interesting that you didn't say work family and myself it was like your ratio was between work and family and I know that like we've had conversations before about like where um when you're balancing a business and a family um you personally fall like pretty low down on that list mm-hmm. of the things that you balance. And so I thought that was interesting. I don't know if like you caught that <laughs> intentionally, but like, I was like, it's interesting. They're just talking right. about her family and her job, but like not yet about herself and about the right. ratio between those things.
0: Yeah. And that's where my life was until, you know, a few months ago where I started putting these intentional things in, it just, I wasn't top of mind. I, when I set the idea of how releasing the pressure, I thought the pressure was being caused because I was trying to be be that person for everyone and everything in my life. But as I, and it it got better, like once I released that pressure, but the thing that the missing piece that I now realize is it's that self-care piece. It's making sure that I'm taking care of myself in so I can be a better mom and a better freelancer.
1: Yep and just to like call it explicitly like the things that you're doing so you've got you're ex- explicitly scheduling things throughout the month including like facial massage hair like awesome i do the same things my hair maybe not as often as i should but those other two things yes so that they're like literally times where you're forced to unplug yeah um and Is anything else that just in terms of like super concrete strategies, I guess one question that like we put in the member, um, the private member Facebook group earlier this month was, do you find it easier or harder to practice self-care as a freelancer versus like when you work for someone else?
0: Um, I've been a freelancer or entrepreneur for, for pretty much my entire adult life. so. I would say it's always been a struggle for me. Um, It's always been something that I have to think intentionally. So one other thing that I am doing that I haven't mentioned is like before my computer would go anywhere and everywhere with me, like I would take my computer and work in the pickup line waiting for the kids at school. Like, and I've realized in the last few months, it's okay to leave my computer at home. Like it's almost like as ridiculous as it sounds, it's almost that, when you have a kid that's as obsessed with her pacifier or they're obsessed with their blankie and they have to take it everywhere. Like I'm basically at that point in my life where I'm leaving intentionally leaving them at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just
1: like to that. put those boundaries. Yep. I like that. And I think that feeds into what you were saying about screen time too, because I find myself like, Oh, like constantly checking my email on my phone. And it's like not even that, I need to be in some instances, it's just a habit. Like, it's just a habit to constantly. Like, <clears throat> whenever I'm like waiting for something or, you know, trying to kill time, that's like the first thing I do is check my work email. Yep. Um, and so I think that like being intentional about, just because like screens are like where we work nowadays, um, being intentional about the screen time is a good way to make sure that you're unplugging for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think that, well, and I'm curious what you think about this too. So for me, when I think about self-care, I do like some of those same things that you do. I think that we've also talked about the fact that like I, for the most part, um, and mostly this is like driven by the age of my kid versus your kids is like, I work less than you do overall. And that's driven by like, where we are with our kids, where we are with like the trajectory of like our lives and like retirement and those kinds of things. Um, Even though like we're about, we are the same age. So it's not like you're going to retire earlier than I am, but like at a younger age. (laughs) Um, And so for me, like I do those same things throughout the month, throughout like a month on a day-to-day basis, there's like things that I've realized make a big difference. Like um, getting out of the house. I mean, like naturally n- now that I have my daughter, mostly get out of the house because I have to like take her somewhere or pick her up throughout the day. Um, but before her, there were definitely days where I like never left the house. Like I just sat there and like worked all day and never left the house. But sometimes like never left the place that I was sitting which was a problem. So like getting outside the house is a big one for me. And even like working outside of the house, like in the summer, I work a lot outside. Um, that's a huge one for my mental health. And um, the other self-care thing I do that's like connected to work is I like try as much as I can to limit the amount of calls, Zoom calls that I'm on throughout the day. Um, or try, I mean, it's such a tricky balance because I either, I tried, I try to have days that have zero calls, which means that the other days sort of get like stacked up with calls. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's always a tricky balance, but I think that like, I definitely recognize for myself that like, I am in the worst mood at the end of the day. If I've had a day of back-to-back calls, like that's like the worst possible day for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's see, is there anything else that I do? I mean, to the question about like, is it easier to practice self-care for me personally as a freelancer versus um, what I work for other people? I think it's, for me, it's way easier. I think when I worked for other people and when I think about self-care, I'm thinking about all those things, right? Like, um, for, like working out is a big one for me um like doing the kind of things that you have to do throughout the day the week the month like doctor's appointments and like all the things that you like have to take time out of your work day to do um I was getting up at like 5 a.m on most days to like go work out so that I could like be at work at the time that people told me I needed to be at work um I always felt guilty when I had to like leave work to like go do something like go to a doctor appointment or like god forbid like go get a massage like you have to do all those things on weekends when you work for other people and um I just think that it's I think being able to own your own schedule in a lot of ways makes self-care a lot easier for me but I know that's also like a real slippery slope because I think owning your own schedule and I think both you and I can attest to this maybe you even more than me means you can also work constantly all the time and like never turn it off Um, and so I think that can really go both ways, but for me, having the flexibility to like work out in the middle of the day, get a massage on a Thursday morning, um, and, and also just like get the things done that you need to get done throughout the day, whether that's like unloading the dishwasher, doing the laundry, going to Costco, like all those things I can now like layer into my day, um, in a way that makes it easier for me to completely unplug at the end of the day. So like, I don't have to, I think the other thing that like, and I had my daughter after I had started freelancing, but when I worked for other people, like, I'm sure like a lot of people, if you work like a nine to five type of situation and you have a commute, then you're gone from your house from like eight to six And if you're like need to like go to the gym or go to the grocery store or go to any of those other things, then you're either getting up early or getting home even later. And then when you get home, you still have that, all that other stuff to do. You have to, you know, make dinner, clean up dinner, do the laundry, you know, clean your house, like do all the other things. And um, there's just, it leaves, like, I can't, I can't imagine like being a parent and being under those kinds of time constraints, like it would, there's no, there's absolutely no way that I would be able to do it. I have no idea how people do it. Um, it makes it way easier for me to be able to organize my day intentionally the way I want to organize it and not be driven by the way other people are telling me how to spend my time.
0: Right. So yeah, like for me, where we're talking about, we have no idea how people do it. Like I am like we're a hockey family. So like we're going every night and every weekend on top of everything. And I know how chaotic I feel owning my schedule, like and everything. I can't imagine having to clock in and clock out for someone else and still have all of the those responsibilities, those time commitments that running. Yeah. You know, like it's just crazy to crazy to me.
1: Yeah i have no i have no idea how people do it <laughs> no idea at all how people do it um i mean i could barely handle it when i was like mostly just because it like made me feel real bitter about like why am i getting up at 5 a.m. to go yeah. to the gym just so i can like be in my desk by 8 right um yeah um so i think those are like a lot of the like practical strategies i think like just like call them out more explicitly i think there's like um thinking about i think for me for sure and for a lot of people i think when you get into um when you start working for yourself it's easy to try to get to be still be constrained by the way that like your day looked when you worked for other people And so I think a big one for me and a tip that I would give people is to like, think outside of the box about what your day looks like and not be constrained by like a nine to five schedule or like having to work eight hours a day or 40 hours a week. I think that's something both you and I do is like, we get up early. oh yeah, that's a big one for me that I forgot to say. I get up early every single weekday so that I can have like at least an hour by myself in the morning. And that, and if I don't do that, then like it significantly impacts the way the rest of my day goes. Um, I mean, ask my husband. (laughs) Um, And so that's like a huge one for me is like, I think that you can think outside of the box about like the way you structure your day and the way you spend your time. I would say that like, you don't have to, don't get trapped into thinking that you have to work 40 hours a week or eight hours a day. And that doesn't mean you... I mean, ideally, hopefully you're working less, but like, even if you have to work more, I think you can be so much more flexible about like how you're doing it and where you're fitting things in throughout. I mean, like I also, in terms of those like day-to-day, like task things, I, a lot of my zoom calls with like regular clients, like steady clients where it's like, I don't have to be in front of my computer to have that call. Um, I try as much as possible to have those on the phone instead of on zoom. And I'm like, folding laundry while I do it or loading the dishwasher, something where like I can still pay attention. Um, and I'm still like engaged in the conversation, but I'm also like getting done things around my house that I need to get done. And that again, leaves time. So like at the end of the day, I don't have to be doing all those things. I can like actually unplug and like spend time with my family or spend time for myself.
0: Great. And it just cracks me up. There's this meme that goes around on social media that I see every once in a while, and every time I just giggle because it's like, oh, there was another meeting that could have happened through an email. Like, and that's been kind of my whole take on. I mean, if we think back, as my kids started back in school in September, I was like, I'm doing three calls a day next, like, and just really owning that. So I wasn't constantly on the call. And what i'm in the season of right now is i maybe have four or five calls a week which is drastically different That's and so I,
1: magical
0: i know and i'm like looking back and i'm like what changed and it's like okay can this be approached in an email that i do an overview loom for that takes 2 minutes and they provide feedback um i think it's also like i'm not taking on new clients that are super needy like Nothing against being needy, but like, they're not the, I'm not taking on clients right now that are not tech savvy, that are, I have no clue what they're doing in the online space. Like I'm just not in that season of work and I might get there again sometimes, but it's just how my new clients have fallen where I can give them a task list. I have a task list and then we meet up every couple weeks or something, you know? um. So that's been a really like breath of fresh air and not really, I mean, I never intentionally set out to only having a few calls a week. Like that was not my intention. That was not strategic, but I'm super, like if I ever go back to the season where I'm having to structure three calls a day max, like that's going to be insanity again.
1: Yeah. I mean, two things there that I think are really important to call out are like um, when you, the, and it goes back to what I was saying about like, I think self-care is fundamentally easier when you work for yourself because you're in charge of all the, of literally everything, not just your time. And that goes to like, you're in charge of your business model. You're in charge of who your ideal clients are. And like, for me, it's totally the same. Like a lot of this stuff for me, sometimes it's intentional. Like I'm going to like, there's a problem, like this is happening and I need to fix this and here's what I'm going to do. But sometimes also like you don't recognize it, like you said, until like, like naturally falls out in a different way and you're like oh this is way better but like it never would have occurred to me like I didn't trim my calls intentionally it just like happened that way um I didn't you didn't like necessarily I mean like I would actually say that probably you have shifted a little bit in the way that you think about taking on clients so maybe your like client your ideal client has shifted a little bit intentionally into having less needy clients but um I think that like for freelancers, when you're thinking about self-care and um, it is 100% for you to create the time and space to do the self-care. And that again, is both a blessing and a curse because a lot of us, when we work for other people are used to other people controlling our time and what we do. And so sometimes it's hard to, to like figure out how to take control of that in an effective way. But like a lot of that is like, you should draw, you should create a business model. That gives you the space you need to practice self-care. And that doesn't look the same for every single type of person. Um, But you have the power to to do that. You have the power to decide, like, do I want to create a business model where I have to be on calls all the time? Or do I want to create a business model where I'm doing more independent work and not being on calls all the time? Do I want to create a business model where I'm, like, hand-holding people all the time? Or do I want to create a business model where I'm finding clients that, like, just need, are farther along and just need specific types of my services. All that also feeds into like delegating and um, outsourcing and all those other things. But I think that um, people inevitably end up feeling stuck in a lot of ways and not knowing how to get out of it. And, And the truth is that like when you work for yourself, you're never stuck because you're completely in control of what you're doing. Is it always easy to change? No. But like, you have the power to change as opposed to when you work for someone else, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm not going to be here at eight anymore. Like, (laughs) I'm just not going to do that. Like, you don't get to say that. Yeah, exactly. It's just interesting, like how you can
0: shift things. Like when, how you can shift things that are not even intentional shifts when you just have things at top of mind.
1: Yes. Like
0: some things just naturally work themselves out without, so you don't feel
1: like you have to strategically set everything up. Yeah. I think that's so true. Like if you can name, even I think like a process that I go through with some of my coaching clients is even if you can, sometimes you know that something's not working, but you can't name it. And even if you can just name it, like you said, make it top of mind. Um, that's like the first step to, finding a solution and like maybe do you just name it and then you like wait and see how it pans out a little bit but I think you're absolutely right like I think it's like recognizing where the problem areas are and like the other thing I would say is like the problem areas shift all the time like I'm constantly like oh like I think I figured this out this is gonna be my new structure with calls it's gonna be my new structure with this This it's gonna be my new structure with this and then like I get a new client or like an existing client like I Um, and something with an existing client, like my projects change or like, uh, my life changes. My daughter starts going to school instead of daycare, you know, and then you have to like refigure it all out again. Um, so I would also say that just like plan on having to like figure this out over and over again, like constantly. (laughs) Because what you need today is not going to be the same thing you need, like, a year from now.
0: No. Which is really hard if you have a planner's brain, like, where you like things structured, you like things planned.
1: Yep. Amen. I prefer to plan my life as far in advance as possible, personally. Yep. yep. Um. Okay. Shall we switch over to our, um, member Q and a. Yep. That sounds good. All right. So, uh, we'll wrap up this episode of the podcast. And, um, if you are, um, on the zoom and are one of our members, just hang on and, uh, we'll switch over into Q and a Q&A session. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our free community for freelancers, consultants, and solopreneurs called Freelancers Aligned. Go to www.freelancersaligned.com to sign up. Here are just a few of the things that you get with your free membership. You'll get all of our best resources, strategies, tips, and tools for living the freelance lifestyle. You'll get exclusive access to our monthly live Q&A, where you can submit questions that we'll answer live just for you. You'll get a subscription to the Freelance Insider, where you'll get tricks of the trade, member-only resources, and curated content from other experts. You'll also get access to the Member Forum, where you can network and connect and ask advice from other solopreneurs who actually understand what you do and are going through the exact same things you are. Did I mention it's free? Go to www.freelancersaligned.com to sign up today.